So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing episode eight of season five, Love After Lockup. On this episode, Justine and Michael find out they're pregnant. Nathan and Skylar break each other's phones. Derek spends time with his family without Monique. Ashley and Travis visit Travis's mom. And Cameron visits his family without Eris. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Things are going okay. I feel like uh, we're in February and you know February is just going to fly by because it's such a short month. Yeah, does it though? It's also, we have one day off in February, so that makes it go uh, a little bit longer. We get a couple days, but that's mostly just a couple days from the students. We get like staff uh, PD days. I actually dislike those days worse than student days sometimes because I'm like, why am I here? I don't have to be here. (laughs) I like it because I'm social. I just hang out with everyone. Oh, nobody hangs out in my school. It's a very, very dysfunctional environment. So speaking of very, very dysfunctional environments, let's start with Eris and Cameron. Oh, gosh. So (laughs) we check in with Eris and Cameron on the morning after their wedding. And they say they had quite the night last night. He's getting ready to go to a get-together with his family, but she isn't feeling well, which I interpreted to mean she's hungover and she doesn't want to go. So there'll be some – and that's going to mean that there's going to be some of his family that wasn't at the wedding that she isn't going to get to meet. So Cameron's eh, more than a little pissed about it, but she holds her ground even if she can't control her neck muscles. Like Cameron says, he's like, you better control your neck muscles when you're talking to me. Yeah. What that means. The side to side, like, oh, no, Oh, that's what that means. I thought it was like twitching. She means, oh, the head going side to side. Okay. Yeah. So Cameron arrives solo to his sister's house. And by the time – this time, everybody's boobs are covered up, so improvement. good. So there's there's lots of hugs and a round of shots immediately before uh, Kia asks where Eris is. Then we switch back to Eris and she's checking in on Lena who stayed in a room with Kendra who is going to get a car. So I guess that's who she flew in with. We we kind of gave us the impression he flew in alone, but I don't think it happened. So Lena says that the wedding was long and went really late. but And she's going to go back to Florida today, which is a day before Eris is coming back. So because family, Cam is at his family thing, she'll have to go without saying goodbye to him. So let me bounce back to Cam and he tells his family that Eris didn't want to come around here, which makes people mad. Especially because they're like, well, if she doesn't want to come to your family, how, you, how does she expect you to move to Tampa? So Stephanie thinks that Eris should have shown since she's family now, she has to come to the family things. But Cameron is just like, stop yelling to me, yelling at me about it and just pour me another shot. So <laughs> they will take it up. They decide to take it up with her and they like call her right in the middle of his party. So this all just keeps making less and less sense as it goes along because everyone's just getting more and more drunk as this goes along. <laughs> yeah. So they drunk call Eris and she says that she's just resting after all the tequila and champagne or something about tequila and champagne, but – she, they heard she just didn't want to come. So Cam's aunt Toos, Toots, uh, or AKA as she says it, T-Dog, <laughs> this is T-Dog, really wanted to meet Eris and is particularly mad that she's not there. And then they hang up. So they don't like that she didn't show because also she seemed really dry on the phone. Um, and his, <laughs> So then Cameron's auntie Kim pulls him aside to lecture him about taking care of his family or something. And he says, she should just trust him, but... She yells about how they don't know this woman because he thinks she thinks he's not ready. And then a I don't know, go back to the main room and Cameron is very, very drunk. And he's like, I'm gonna go home to my wife. And uh, they're still mad about it. So he just wanna get in a fight. So Stephanie also thinks that he's not ready to move to Florida, but I, I don't know what they want him to say because he like almost falls on the table because he's so drunk and he's like, st- standing on the chair being like, y'all respect me, right? Shut the fuck up. It's, uh, it was it was a mess. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, however, there is a little bit of omen because while he's sitting there yelling at everybody, he is, his ring fell off his finger and he's like actually standing right next to it. All right. So I don't know about you, but. I think Eris knew exactly how this party was going to go and was like, listen, I am too hungover to get shit-faced <laughs> again. And I don't know why that's not good enough for people. 
Yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, I kind of agree with the family. Like, especially because you just got married. Like, you really should hang out with the family. You should meet the family that weren't able to be there in the first place. Yeah, I mean, they, I, I do think that you should meet the family. But the family should offer you the day after your wedding something a little bit more appropriate than like, listen, you get here and you're going to do three rounds of shots. Like I yeah. am throwing up already just thinking about doing that. Like, why would I go to that? That's yeah, crazy. But did she really know that? I mean, yeah, she probably knew that they were drinkers because I definitely get the impression that this is a, a, a drinking crew. For but, sure. Yeah. But it's like, she, I don't think she knew, knew that all of that was going to happen to you. I, I got she literally said it. She's like, you're going to go and you're just all immediately going to get drunk. And I don't mm. want to do that. Right. And plus, the other thing that I was confused about is wouldn't you also add into there my daughter's leaving and I want to yeah. take her to the airport? Why did that not come up as right. a reason why she wasn't there? It was yeah. just like, nope. He was, I mean, he didn't do very much to defend her because it was almost very no. much. I don't know. I guess it just hates all y'all. I guess she just hates all y'all. So hmm, deal with that. And I was like, what? I know that's it's so bad. It's like I I do think that you should fudge a little bit, especially if you care if your family likes Eris. Right. Right. So you just cover for her. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I mean, at least she wasn't feeling well. Right. Yeah. (laughs) At least give them that. Yeah. Instead of just leading right into it. Yeah. Something else that I was confused by. And I definitely feel like production is trying to make a big deal out of it. But isn't he not supposed to be drinking? Yeah, he got thrown back in jail already because he was drinking. Yeah. And she pulled him out of the like studio when he was in the studio because he was drinking. Right. Yeah. And even the auntie said the auntie said something about it. Like, oh, you know, you do something stupid, like get locked up because you want to drink. And I mean, he demanded shots at least four times. And yeah. that thing. It's like, oh no. Right. They keep on focusing on like the production kept on doing flashbacks of his whole like, oh, he can't be drinking. And then it's like, then yeah. he's taking shots with his family. And so I was like, are they trolling us? Are they trying to like, <laughs> you know, like you said, an omen, like this is what's to come. Like Cameron's yeah, going to probably I mean, just, end up back in a halfway house. You would think so. I mean, this that that was just I just I just don't get why it had to be. Like that, especially if you know, oh, actually he's in trouble and we can't drink. Like I get having a drunken party with your people and your family. Like that makes – I'm with that. But it also seems like can we just have a get together where we don't do that once? Yeah. That would be cool, especially when doing so will get me thrown back in jail. Like – but I don't know. I, I don't know what T-Dog was going to be doing about that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> she would stay. And this whole family, they're just a rowdy bunch. Like – I can kind of see why Eris thought it was going to go south in that way, like the partying way. Right. And it's like, I don't understand. Like, oh, I didn't understand because they were drunk. Like mm-hmm. a lot of their reasoning didn't make any sense. Like, oh, she expects you to go to Tampa, but she, she won't come here. It's like she won't come here like this today. Right. Like, I don't know. It, did, it didn't seem like the sisters, they got, you didn't get along with the sisters beforehand. It wasn't a Monique and Derek situation, right? No, no. She seemed to get along just fine. They were just more surprised by anything because didn't they all go like wedding dress shopping together or something? Well, yeah, they, they were at the Tux place when he was there. That's But that was also like, hey, here's my um, girlfriend. We're getting married tomorrow, right? Yeah. And it was like, uh, but they didn't see, even at the time, they were like, no, oh, we'll keep an eye on her. But they didn't seem like, openly antagonistic right right well speaking of families that maybe are a little bit more antagonistic uh monique and derek so derek is with his brothers and he's wondering why their brothers are wondering why derek is even messing with monique after she has publicly and privately fought with all his sisters derek repeats again that the family wasn't there for him when he was in prison and loyalty means everything to him and monique has demonstrated loyalty both his brothers guessed that the sex must be terrible and Monique isn't even his type. And Derek continues to defend Monique. Darren, one of his brothers, says that Derek isn't defending the family and Derek says that Monique is family because he's going to ask her to marry him. 
Darren then tries to whisper that the family isn't into BBWs as Derek is getting out his jailhouse tablet to then randomly show them another woman who's been trying to get it with him. Darren wonders if this is a sister wife situation because Derek has been entertaining like 20 women from this jailhouse tablet he has. His sisters then stop by uh, the place that they're at to give a list of reasons why Derek shouldn't be with Monique, as then they tease a surprise. They're actually taking Derek to the cemetery to pay respects to his mom, who died at a nightclub shootout. Derek says that, you know, she had him while she was young and she was living the street life, which she taught Derek all about. They find the grave, and for some reason, one of the sisters gets so excited that she literally starts dancing on the grave. On the grave. That's usually not – yeah, there's a whole different reason you're supposed to do that. Right, right, right. But she does settle down, and then everybody, uh, you know, prays while touching the headstone. Uh, they drop off Derek, and the sisters say that they'll play nice with Monique if he – only if he asks them to, and he doesn't really – so then back at the hotel, Monique is wondering where Derek is and why he's not answering his phone. Later, Derek goes back to the hotel and Monique is interrogating him. She's feeling betrayed that Derek turned off his location. Derek says that he's glad she was able to sleep without knowing where he was. Derek then gets a call and it's his drug specialist to do a drug assessment. Monique is surprised to learn that Derek used drugs in the past. She thought he never used his own products. She liked that he called her his girlfriend, though. And Derek defends himself saying it's, uh, you know, his drug use was, you know, a result of what he called a table high. And generally, he had to test the product. Monique questions his story and feels like he's hiding something else. Monique then asks him, is there anything else he hasn't told her? And Derek tells us that, of course, there are things, but she'll find out when the relationship progresses. Monique checks his phone because he was gone all day and she feels that that gives her some kind of right. And then Monique starts talking about the car chase again and Derek denies knowing who it was. All right, so... We certainly get glimpses of Monique just being very, like, uh, she needs to know where he is all the time. I, I don't want to say controlling, but she's mm -hmm. she's really all up in his business. Like, yeah. how is this going to happen when they're long distance? Oh, well, that's where the granny Nanny cam, cam yeah. comes in, right? The granny I, cam, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the granny cam. Um but that's why that's why she has the location on. That's the thing. She's just like that person that's so insecure yeah. in the relationship that she's just like, I need. And it's not a, not even necessarily that she thinks he'll do something, although I think she might. But it's not. It's this. That's like I just need that constant reassurance. I need to be able to be reassured at any point, which is kind of your own failing. It's something you need to work on in your own. Yes. It's like you, life doesn't work like that. You don't get to be constantly reassured. Every right. millisecond of every day, like you, you have to be able to live with some discomfort and some uncertainty. Mm -hmm. um, and but she's not going to take that out. She's not. That doesn't sound like it's something she's going to work on for herself. She's just going to no. take it out on Derek. Yeah, this is a very odd match to me, and it seems that the only thing kind of keeping them together is like loyalty from Monique. Mm -hmm. That is somehow like. I don't know. She's got like banked up savings here where it's like, at what point is Derek going to be like the past isn't going to, you know, affect our future? Right. Right. I mean, but the thing was, it seems weird because it seems like it was for at least towards his family, but his posture towards his family is, well, she's got to be here because she was here for me when you guys weren't. Yeah. Right. You weren't there for me. And he makes it sound like she was the only one there for me. Right. But apparently not because we have this whole other tablet full of twerking people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're blurring out. They were also there for him in different ways, I guess. Yeah. Like, honestly, I just I feel like Derek is one of those people who is trying to be famous. You know, he's mm, on this on show the, he's on because the show to be famous. Mm -hmm. either he wants he wants women sliding in his DMs. He wants to further his. Is he one of the many people we have trying to have a music career? I don't remember. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I can't think remember. So. Maybe I, I don't know. There seems to be a lot of those this season. So I right. or 
feel like he's just trying to have like a be an influencer is probably one of those types you know it just it seems to me because it's like i think all the family is like seriously this isn't even your type derek really uh and i feel like there's something to be said there not that it's so impossible that derek is with monique but it just seems like i don't know like he's really just forcing it yeah for sure it's just like you're right, because the family's like, are you sure it's your, it's not your type, right? They're just like, this yeah. is not what you usually do. Right. And he doesn't really have a good explanation for that because it seems like on the sly, he's pretty much doing what he usually does. Yes. He's, he, and so I, this is one of those ones where I don't, I don't see him staying faithful to her. Um, no. And that's long. the other thing. It's like, okay, I get that this person isn't really your type, but you're trying to go with it. But to then to like lock it down, it's like that to me is the confusing part. Like, I don't know. I think, it doesn't I even mean, seem I just like he really likes her all that much. If it's just somebody you think you can con all the time and you're just like, wait, I can get her. I can tailor. I need to tell her. I can do what I need to do with her and she'll stick around and she'll take care of me and she'll give me money. And then I can fool her and lie to her as much as I want and get to do whatever I want. That's like the best mm-hmm. of both worlds. Yeah, I think it's what what where where he stands with it. Now, what I didn't understand was Darren. Darren is confusing to me because I also don't I also don't get his family in general, right? Uh huh. I don't get Darren saying like like because he knows that the sisters are sending nasty stuff to Monique. Oh, just yeah, yeah, nasty stuff. Yeah, and like, and he is his response to that is. I can't believe that you're letting her like talk back. And it's like, they're sending her the nastiest stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's, he says, it's incomprehensible that she would fight <laughs> fire with fire, that she would say something back. That just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, why does that not make sense to you? Yeah. I don't understand why you think that wouldn't make sense. Like, and especially because what, at least maybe they're, you know, playing us a little bit by what they chose to show. It was just like gross, gross stuff going after her weight, going after everything about her. And she's just like, y'all just mad Derek doesn't have, you don't have Derek's number. And they're like, see, look how disrespectful she is to us. And it's like, <laughs> who's the one being disrespectful here? Yeah, yeah. I remember what Derek was trying to do. He's trying to be a personal trainer. So influencer type. Oh, yeah, yeah. See that. Everybody who, everybody who just posts a bunch of gym pics and are like, yeah, I'll get a personal trainer job on my Instagram right. influence. Yeah, I think that's what Derek is trying to do. But yeah, I don't know. It just he it, he hasn't convinced me that there are things about Monique that he actually loves. I Correct. feel like yeah. the only thing that he keeps on like defending her with is she was there for me. Okay, great. Like what else? Do you enjoy right. her company? Because it doesn't yeah. seem like you do. And that's the other thing. It's like he wants to get married to her. At least that's what he says. But then he's all talking about how he needs space from her. He's feeling all smothered. The all yeah. the time he says, like, how did you get away? How did you get out of there? Yeah. I could But and all but he also has the like because they came up with the, the the things and the drugs came up, right? Mm-hmm. And and they came up with the is there anything else you're not telling me? And he was like, Yeah. Jump cut to, oh, there's a lot I'm not telling her. <laughs> Right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a whole bunch of stuff I'm not telling her. Like it just hits his because we see other people, other people who might in this episode who might be a little more invested in their relationships uh-huh. are hiding things from production and trying to be like not. And he's just like, I don't care, whatever. Like yeah, I feel like yeah. production was like, you know, we're gonna show her this like later, right? And he was like, meh, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. We'll see if we're together then. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> yeah. So he does. It, he doesn't seem all that serious about it. And you're right. No. He doesn't seem to like her at all. No. Like yeah. either physically or like her company. She doesn't make him laugh. Like he he's always just seems miserable when he's around. Like well, what is it you like I about mean, this person? Like she's so whiny. Yes. I was just going to say that. Like I honestly like it. I can't imagine that's who she is all the time, but she is constantly nagging and whining and just seems like a curmudgeon altogether, right? She doesn't seem to want to do anything that he wants to do, which is fine, but it also says that they don't have a whole lot of common interests. Right. It just seems like their entire relationship is, where were you? I was out. But why weren't you here? It's like, because I didn't want to be here. She's like, well, I wanted you here. And it's like, well, I did, this is not like 
Right. Like all we like ninety percent of what we heard it, her say is you need to get your sisters in line. And where yeah. were you? Like that's the majority of their conversations, which is a terrible relationship. Right. Right. Yeah. Or him just generally lying to her. Like, well, yes. Are those all your sisters? Lying. No, I don't know who it was. It's like, come on. He yeah, verified. I- yeah, and, the, and that's, that's the thing is like even the drug thing. Did he – when they asked him about the drugs, did he like sneak off and try to go around the corner and say it real quiet? Nope. He just said it out loud right there in front of her. Yeah. And then was like, oh, I never said anything about not getting – not not taking drugs. I don't know. Well, about. the other thing weird. about that too is like he knows that she's going to be suspicious if he's trying to like hide out and take a phone call, even if it's from his parole officer or drug specialist, right? So it's like yeah. that's why he has to be all public about everything is because she's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, is she going to be more crazy about, I guess, knowing exactly what it was or from, I don't know. I mean, from his perspective, he can at least explain away. Right. You know, but how is he going to explain away when she's already very suspicious? Like, she's not going to believe him if he says, oh, it was just my parole officer. Was it? Why would you have to be quiet in the other room? You know? True. True. All right, so going back, now let's move along to people who are definitely trying to hide things, and that's Nathan and Skylar. Oh, gosh, yeah. So we start with Nathan's friend Jack arriving and talking to a producer. So it seems like this was supposed to be a scene where Nathan and Jack and maybe Skylar do something together, but Nathan and Skylar are not out front of the house like they're supposed to be. So the producer thinks that they aren't home, but Jack goes around to check everything out. So before long, Skylar's mom, Heather, arrives and rings the doorbell. The producer tells them that they can't get a hold of anyone, so mom starts get, gets scared and starts to cry, but also says that this is something she's had to deal with all the time with Skylar and her addiction. So mom assumes that there's like a 90% chance that she's using again. She can't get in touch with Nathan or Skylar, Skylar's friend Katie, and that was the you know person she was supposed to be out with last night. And the last time – she says the last time she spoke with Skylar, it was pretty volatile. So they don't know what to do, but they also know they don't want to involve the police because if they can't, if the police find her and she's been using again, she's going to end up back in prison. So Jack comes to the porch and Heather says, says that it's most likely that Scholar doesn't want anyone to see her while she's using. So we are then told on the screen that four hours later, production was able to get in touch with Scholar and Nathan. And then we see her getting out of the truck and going into her mom's house trying to ignore the cameras. So then a crew member gets into Nathan's truck to ask about what happened and he pulls away and he says they've been fighting and Skylar needs to start making better choices and not be so into instant gratification before he pulls aside and says, respectfully, get out of my truck. Mm. So in an interview, they asked him what happened and he just says, I want to skip that. God. So, yeah, but, you know, Skylar's attempt to avoid the cameras going to her mom's house wasn't the greatest because there were also cameras in her mom's house. <laughs> um, so... Now we might actually find out what happened. So they they hug it out and Skylar says that uh, – she says she's fine and, and and everything is fine. However, they got in a fight and Nate was still mad about, you know, the taking a phone call, the big fight we saw. Yeah. He was still mad about that and um, he was also mad that she was going out to hang out with her friend and what she did was late getting home and then things exploded from there. Uh, now, especially – since at some point during the night out, she didn't answer her phone for a while. She says it was 30 minutes he was trying to call. So they went to sleep on it. And the next day, they were still fighting about it. And at this point, they broke each other's phones, which is why nobody could get in touch with them. God. Uh, and they just need to spend some <laughs> – she just says they need to spend some time away from each other now. So Heather worries that she can't watch Skylar do this anymore and tells her she needs to decide what she's going to do with Nathan because things don't really seem healthy or positive so far. Nope. Skylar agrees um, because in real life, it's proven a very different proposition than when she was talking to him in prison. So Heather is mostly worried that this kind of stress is going to lead to her relapse. And Skylar thinks – says that's not something she needs to worry about, which is good news to hear from Heather. She says she was doing cartwheels in her head when she heard it. She wasn't using again. But Skylar still feels like this relationship deserves more of a chance before calling the whole thing off. And it's not looking good because – She's getting pretty tired of love. She's almost like, I'm done with love. Love has oh, only God. caused me pain. She's All too right. young for that, you know? I know. She's too love. It's too love. It's too late for – too young for her to be her last chance at love. Yes. Um, We've heard that so many times. And it's like, you're in your 30s. Like, come on. <laughs> right. I just – okay. So, I mean, now that we're putting it this way, 
I, you know, last season, my bottom of the barrel person was that Emily because she like refused to tell anything. So, I mean, is Nathan just turning into an Emily now? Yeah, because he's just trying to basically look a certain way, you know, and that's why Mm -hmm. he's like, you know, started off the season like, I'm so sensitive. I don't know where I got the sensitive side. I cry all the time. Like, I'm so romantic, you know, and certainly trying to put on this front like he's this catch, completely reformed person. And it, it just already I got weird vibes after we find out about, you know, their conflicting stories where he's like, we were staring at the stars together and we miss curfew. And she's like, we were fighting a lot. <laughs> right. And he wouldn't drive me home. You know, it's like it's just, you know, you see this other side, like you see what he's trying to do. He's trying to present this front. And so anything that he can't explain away, or I think at this point, he probably knows that Skylar is not on board with, you know, whatever lie he's trying to tell. And so it almost Mm -hmm. doesn't even matter what he says, because she's just going to tell the truth. She's going to contradict him. And then he's going to look like a lying idiot instead of just an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't believe for a second. Oh, I do. I mean, that he accidentally broke the phone. She oh was like, no, he did it on purpose. But she, it, it sounded like she retaliated intentionally. Oh, she definitely did. She yeah. definitely slammed it. Like I think I don't, I don't know. But he was like, I'm going to break her phone. As much as he was just freaking out, I was like, Give me your goddamn phone! I'm gonna kill her! And like just started like you know going ape shit with it, and it broke. Yeah. Because that's what happens when you do ape when you go ape shit off things. <laughs> um, yeah. And and so and then she was like she broke his and which is, I mean that's actually not the explanation I thought we were gonna get for why we were out of touch but that makes sense. Well, okay. And then the other thing that kind of bothered me about you know Nathan trying to protect his image at all cost is I definitely feel like he phrased things in such a way where it would be very easy for us to make that logical leap like Skylar started using again. Right. Yeah. Like because he said about, she's got to not be into instant gratification. Right. Like that hundred percent sounded like she was using. Oh, again. absolutely. She needs to make better choices. You know. And yes. It's like, yeah, I guess if you really think about it, she could be talking about a phone call from someone else. <laughs> but you know, it's like, well, why don't you just say that? And so I feel like he is trying to paint this picture, like, oh well, you know, I'm the one being reasonable. It's Skylar is the one who's, you know, doing this, and this is the reason why these things have happened. And quite honestly, like, I was, I truly was expecting Skylar to relapse, which is just like, oh my mm-hmm. God, you've only been out for four days. That's crazy. And then I, I believe her. I do. I believe uh-huh. her. Oh yeah. hundred percent. He's firmly planting his flag in look what you made me do territory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've already seen him literally say things like that. You're don't make me do this. You know, like you make you me this way. You just need to call me. You just need to do what I say when I get like this. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it's just so absurd. Gross. Yeah. 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 But yes, I agree with you. He definitely was giving me Emily vibes when it's just like, why are you on this show? Why are you in the show when you're refusing to share? Because that's the whole point of the show. And you know what? I think both of them have it in common is both of them, I think, thought that they were smarter than the show. Oh, yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I'll I'll spin the story where it works my way and I'll do this. And, you know, I, de- I think definitely think Emily was like that. Yes. She's like, I'm smarter than these people. I will make them. Uh, I will manipulate them like I manipulate everybody else. And I think Nathan was just like, I could put on a good enough face that I look like the good guy. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, what I noticed is they actually had a producer on camera, uh, you know, when she was uh, talking with Heather, Skylar's mm-hmm. mom. She used to do Teen Mom. I was like, I know that producer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she used to do uh, Teen Mom. And she actually, I she got fired for some reason. And I cannot remember exactly what it was, but it was for, she was very friendly with the moms, the teen moms. Uh And I want to say that, you know, it was uh, something having to do with her being extra friendly with them where maybe like unprofessional lines were crossed. So yeah, but I'm just like, I know that person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's definitely not a person that I recognized. So right, right. 
<laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to uh, Ashley and Travis. So uh, Ashley is getting ready to meet Travis's mom, and she's nervous because she's scared that Travis's mom may think that Ashley is the one who tricked Travis into being with her with the promise of a comfortable life in Florida when they are really now homeless with no money. Travis says getting his mom's approval is incredibly important, so they're shopping for candles in hopes of winning his mom over with a gift. Travis thinks that his mom might be hard to win over, so he's trying to grease the wheels. Ashley is very nervous when they get rung up, and the cost is over $80 for three candles. Travis gives the clerk his card, which gets declined. And it ends up that it's the card that Ashley got him, and apparently it has less money on it than she thought. They leave the store empty-handed. Travis says that he wanted his mom to feel like he was, you know, comfortable and taken care of. So they get in the car, and Ashley is wondering why they have to bring anything at all. And then Travis starts yelling at her, saying they can't just show up empty-handed, looking like trash after not seeing her for over a decade. Travis vents frustration that they can't keep arguing about money. He says he feels like he can't provide for her, and he's wondering if maybe they should just go their separate ways. And then Ashley, Q, cries and says she's lost everything and doesn't want to lose him, too. She says that she's just scared. So Travis is trying to make Ashley look good. So they uh, he goes back to the store after scrounging up the cash from like every crevice and nook and cranny from the car and then ends up buying the candles. Travis tells us uh, in the commercial break about his bank robbery where he showed the teller his gun and got everything in the drawer. And then he thought he got away with it. But after a few months, the police came to his house to arrest him. Uh, Ashley isn't worried about being robbed because she keeps her jewelry in the bank. Oh, wait. And then that's how they left that commercial segment. Uh, They go to see Travis's mom, Ginny, and she gives them all hugs. She loves the candles. Ginny has concerns over their financial situation. Ashley shows Ginny her temporary engagement ring, and Ginny loves her jewelry. And Ashley says that when things get back to normal, she'll be spoiling her as well. Ashley then starts crying again, as Travis is saying things are hard, but they'll be figuring it out. Ginny doesn't think that they should get married right now because there's just too many unknowns. She shows them her finished basement, which is basically in an apartment, and Ginny offers to let them stay there. But Ashley doesn't want to be on edge under a microscope, as she puts it. But Ginny insists. Later, Ashley is shopping at thrift stores to try and flip some jewelry while Ginny and Travis are having a conversation. They're talking about Ashley's financial situation, and Ginny is telling him that they can't get married because they just have so many money problems. Travis says that they both want to commit to one another because it will ease their anxious minds. Ginny says that they don't need to get married to commit, and she doesn't think they're good for each other right now. Ginny thinks that they don't know each other well enough, and Ginny gets frustrated and says they're just done talking about their relationship. All right, so I don't know. Uh, how many shots would you have to take if this were a game <laughs> where you had to take a shot every time Ashley uh, cried? Yeah, you'd be pretty, pretty cheap. She cries I would when be hammered. You, yeah, well, it takes a lot. We've, we've, We've established it takes a lot less for you to get hammered than yes, it would take for me, is it true. me to get hammered. Yeah, like, yeah. There were, yeah, a couple times she cried legitimately, but it's just like girls always crying. It's just like she sounded like she cried when like she priced something right at the thrift store. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, the thing that's funny. She's like, maybe I got a part. She's like, maybe you should work here part time. She's like, actually, can I? Because I would do that. <laughs> I know. She actually did a pretty good job. It was kind of impressive. Like, he's just like, I don't know this crap. And he's like, I don't think there's he's like, I'm not. I, she looked showed him like things that she was looking for. And he's like, good luck. We would never get anything here. I'd be a millionaire. And she yeah. looks through and finds stuff. It's like, OK, so maybe you're not as good at your job as she is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you wouldn't expect it. That's if I worked at a Goodwill or a thrift store like that, and somebody came in with a bunch of jewel, a bunch of like jewelry, I would, ex- I would just assume it was costume jewelry, right? Yeah. I wouldn't like look. I wouldn't actually even give it a look, right? Right. Right. Not that I would know what to look for because I'm not a jeweler, right? So, so I, I, I would be more like that guy than Ashley was. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, maybe that just means you should have someone with jewelry knowledge at thrift stores, right? <laughs> maybe, or that you're paying them a lot. You're paying, you have to pay them all year to be there. And they find like, they have to still justify their pay, right? Like right. if you're paying them, if you have to pay them $50,000 to be there and they only find you, you know, $15,000 worth of jewelry, right. then you might as well not have them there. Well, I guess that's how people like Ashley come in and get good finds, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's just this. I, this one was, I don't know, frustrating on a lot of levels. Okay. So um, what do you think of Ashley being like, nope, don't want to live there? Stupid. Your choices yeah. are live there or be homeless. What? I don't care if you're uncomfortable. You live with as a home. Like right. your other option and is literally homeless. And it's a nice home too. And it's like – yeah. And yeah. she was like, "Here's the whole basement you would have. Yes, is it is it ideal? Would I want to live with my with my in laws? No. no. But if my other option was literally homeless, right? Then in I would car. live there. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Because it's like, yeah, you're not in the same house. I mean, it had separate everything. It was like a separate apartment. It had its own bathroom. It had its own kitchen. You know, mm -hmm. it had its own room area, and it was nice. Like I thought it was very nice, and it was like big enough. I mean, it was certainly smaller than our Florida home, but bakers cannot be choosers because once again, still bigger than your car. Yes, bigger than the the car and the because they they're not staying in that hotel any room anymore because they can't even pay for candles. And oh, also, gosh. who has money? I don't understand this. I found money in the car thing, like scrounging yeah. for more money. It's like there is no money in my car. Yeah, like I can scrounge all I want. You know how much many dollars I'm going to find in there? Zero, oh, zero dollars yeah. because there is no money in my car. Well, yeah, they were like uh, at the very beginning. They're like, "Oh, we're here. Are these coins. Yes, that's what you would find in my car. Not eighty dollars. You would find <laughs> like eighty cents at most. At most." At yeah. most, I usually carry that in too. Like, yeah. And because it, it's not even like it's, I mean, maybe in the old days, the old days, when you actually had to pay like cash tolls for, from some time to time. For everything really, right? You'd probably have more cash just laying around and you didn't have like credit True. cards or debit cards yeah, to forget, pay for everything. Yeah, forget even my, even my house. Like, because yeah. it used to be like, oh, and the couch cushions and stuff too. Like, right. there's no money in my couch cushions either. Because, oh, gosh, yeah, I don't no. use cash for anything. I have an easy pass. I just go through the toll. Like, just right. like there's no cash involved. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I also wasn't quite on board with, I guess it's just familial differences and crash differences. He, he's just like, I can't go to my parents' house empty-handed. What, am I trash? And I'm like, <laughs> am I trash? Because I go to my parents' house empty-handed all the time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess the only thing I would say about that is $25 per candle, and then I'm guessing like some tax. That's pretty steep. Like you can get candles cheaper than 25 bucks. Like, if you go to Target, I, I, I looked it up because I was like, wow, that seems more expensive than Yankee Candle. But damn inflation, that's Yankee Candle prices now, man. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, you should be able to get a candle for 15, 16 bucks. Like that seems okay, but nope, they're all... They're all like 25 bucks now. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, making your own candles, I don't think is any better. No, I'm sure it's not. It's one of the, yeah, some things are cheaper if you make them yourselves and some things are like more expensive if you yeah, make them yourselves, right? Yeah, I think right? they're like minimally cheaper, like not enough for, you know, the time. It's it's because of the wax. The wax part is so expensive. It's like, I want to say 30 bucks for a 10 pound bag. Yeah, you're not paying when you're paying for candles. I don't know that you're paying for the artisanship as much as you're actually paying for the physical material that is in the candle. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which I guess is different because you have still have to have good wax because also you do that dumb tunneling thing. I hate that. Oh, I hate uh, the candles too bad. They don't well, burn all the way down. They just have like they burn down the middle and then the edges are still solid and you're like yeah, I think the other issue too is like just shipping costs are so high. So oh, it's yeah. like if you're, you know, shipping a 10 pound bag of wax, you're literally shipping a 10 pound package. And so that's part of the reason why it's really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, I, I hope they do, but I also don't quite get, because he's old, right? Older. Yeah. Like, he's 44. He's 44. Mm -hmm. I, 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 it's weird to me to find somebody, and I guess you can be, it can be a short time, but like the, like, I don't think you should just rush into getting married. And it's like, 
He's been unmarried for 44 years. Like, okay, <laughs> get married. Like, I guess I don't it, – it seems like she's well past that point of parenting where you really get a say over whether or not your, your child gets married or not. Yeah, but at the same time, I can kind of see her perspective. Like, yeah, they're 44, but they might as well be 21. Their financial situation isn't much different. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still having to depend on mom for money and possibly having to move in with her. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they don't they are doing they don't have a pot to piss in and they're moving right. in with her. But so I guess she gets I don't know. It just it just seems like a lot to be like, what you can commit, but don't get married. And it's like, what? that's that's it's splitting so hairs, funny mom. to me. That is my parents hairs. like have said the exact same thing to me because I think. The part of it is like if you're thinking, oh, well, we're not going to have kids. I think a lot of people Uh, don't mm -hmm. understand why you would get married if you're not choosing to actually build a family together. Because what's the point? You can still have all the other benefits of, you know, being in a relationship, being committed to one another, living together um, without having to get married on paper you know, but then it's just I don't know. I think like people just kind of associate like getting married, having kids, having a family. So if you're choosing not to have a family, why get married? You don't need to do that. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's funny because my parents are definitely the other way. They're like, all right, you're already living together. You're already sharing everything. You're already this and this. Like, just go down to the courthouse and make it official, man. What are you doing? Like, why are you, like, why are you doing all this other stuff? Like, you know, you get to file your tech. You know, you get to file your taxes jointly if you get married, right? Like, you. Like, yeah, yeah, my yeah, my parents are definitely the opposite. I think they just don't. You know, I guess they just don't feel the point, and like it's so much more difficult if it's like a mistake, you know. And they don't want. You, oh. I guess my parents are kind of also thinking like. Oh, you don't want to be trapped or realize this was a mistake. I guess so, but I have really good benefits that people, somebody would, would you know, tr- be tremendously helped by if they got to share. Oh, them I know. That's things. what my parents like think. They're like, mm, we don't want people to use you for whatever. Uh, yeah, they're gonna get te- your, your health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> that nice health insurance plan you got there. Oh, I know, gonna, right? We got good health insurance. You for it. A, pension, a pension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So speaking of people who really need a plan for the future, let's go to Justine and Michael. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. So we left off last week with Justine and Michael with a home pregnancy test. And now we have them impatiently waiting for the results. And Michael's openly wondering why didn't they come up with something that works faster yet? (laughs) So he says that he's going to be happy if it's positive. And he goes to check it. And it is positive. Justine is pregnant. So apparently it's Still not possible for a woman on TV to feel not feel well for any reason besides pregnancy. <laughs> so they're both happy about it, even if it does seem really soon. They say it must have been one of their first couple nights together. So now they need even more room in their house and in their cars right, to carry all these kids around. Justine wants to tell her mom when she visits this weekend, but Michael wants to wait a little bit. He wants to slow roll the telling the mom thing because she already doesn't like him very much and he doesn't want to add impregnated your daughter immediately to the mix too soon. So he also brings up maybe her quitting to take care of the kids, but she asks, how is that going to feed another mouth? So, which is what we see Justine talking to herself about in the car. She's driving somewhere. She doesn't really want to seem to want to quit her job because of the money, but it's her chance to talk to other. And it's also her chance to talk to other people that aren't him and her kids. So we see her call the supervisor, though, and she quits her job from the car to be able to stay home. So her boss boss is very confused about why she's quitting today, especially because she's like, I'm short staffed today. Seriously, you're not coming in. (laughs) And at the same time, we see Michael working on working on his work and going to the studio, going to a studio. It's how he plans on supporting the family, because if he can just get one mega hit, he'll be rich for life. So he's not. Liking the look of his studio, though, because it's in someone's attic, which means that he has to, like, walk through somebody's backyard to get there. He just wants to lay down some music to see if he still has it. So he says that getting back into rapping again has felt just like having sex again. I am eh, not weird. sure how that works. It, I, he, that's a feeling of release, I think, is what he's talking about. Oh, but God. No. We um, don't need so to know that. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, very – I'm very confused, but he's got to make his work to support Justine for when she quits her nursing job. 
So this is when we go back to her, go back to Justine with her boss begging her to stay on for at least a couple more days and that she hopes it's Justine's decision to quit and not Michael's. So snap back to Jacob, the producer, talking to Michael about the industry right now, which is so atrocious, he says it makes you want to cry. He blames the, the toughness on all the extra effort that you have to go through for COVID protocols if you're having a show. So it kind of makes me wonder when it was filmed. But it makes things particularly harder to book in Pennsylvania because they have pretty strict restrictions. And he can't play outside of Pennsylvania because of his parole. So Michael mm, is not feeling so great about this music job and hopes the sneaker income will be adequate, but it's all in God's hands now. All right. So, um, I mean, I just, I guess I don't understand. Why is she quitting her job? I don't, I don't understand no either. We were just talking about perks and one of the perks I would think of her job is health insurance because Mike has like all this gig work, right? Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not working for an organization that's really going to give him like, right. health like, insurance. She's going to have to pay for having this right child. Now, for having this child, like she's <laughs> going to have to pay out of pocket for this for this child now. Like, yes, for this for this for this delivery. Like right. What? Yeah, it seems like if she just hung in there for a little bit, she could get maternity leave and, you know, get paid for not work for a little while, you know, like. And then quit at the end of that. Right. Yeah. So it just it makes no sense to me unless she is counting on the money she is getting from this show. Uh, but even then, that's still not helping her health insurance situation. No, it's not going to cover the health insurance. So, no. I mean, I don't she got to get on Obamacare and pay extra money with less money to job. It's like – and the Obamacare insurance is not great. Like I know people who have to buy their, their – uh, their, um, I had to buy it from the marketplace when I was in D.C. for a year. So, um, I actually liked my insurance. But, I mean, also – my insurance worked a very weird way. Like I did get a stipend for it every, but they were just reimbursing me the exact amount that I paid. And mm-hmm. so I think I had up to five fifty a month as part of like, uh, you know, what they would have compensated me for. So I bought an insurance, I think that was like four fifty or four eighty a month. And my coverage was actually pretty good. I had Kaiser in DC, which I've had Kaiser here in California. Kaiser in DC was a hundred times better than the Kaiser. Kaiser here, so well, had a maybe, very positive I don't know. experience. I, I, st- I, 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 I'm getting into the weeds of it. I tend to stay away from Kaiser because I have. Though mine is my, you cannot get better health insurance than mine. It doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and I pay less than less than what my my partner pays, like for way worse care. And so to me, yeah. it's just like the exchanges are like, oh my god, that's if you if you're an emergency and you have to, yeah. like that's where it is. So, um, yeah, to give, and I'm sure that she did not have my kind of quality health insurance doing whatever because sure. i'm not even sure where she was a nurse at you know because it's not necessarily that great of insurance she's giving up anyway right right yeah it's hard but, to say because i mean i have a friend that she worked to used to work for a healthcare company and she said she got the worst oh, healthcare yeah, plans yeah. <laughs> so just because you work in healthcare doesn't necessarily mean you have a good healthcare plan for sure for sure <laughs> yeah but okay so I was I have I kind of thought of a suggestion for Michael because you know he told us that just one mega hit and it's over. Oh gosh! I was be like, did you know, Michael? There's this there's this thing you can do. You can get these tiny slips of paper, (laughs) and if you get the right slip of paper, they will give you a billion dollars. Oh gosh! Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. He's basically like trying to (laughs) win the lottery here. Yes. Same odds. That's always same odds. Same odds. He's just like just one mega hit and it's over. I get where you're where he's. Coming from with that, but the reason it's over with one mega hit is because it happens so infrequently. Yeah. Like and and I know you can look at people who are famous and be like, I think I have what they do. And it's like you you don't though. And it, even if you 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 have close to their talent, they it takes talent, a, a good bit of talent and uh un disproportionate ridiculous amount of luck yeah and he just doesn't acknowledge that he just thinks well if i want it hard enough i'll get it yeah and that's just that's just infuriating oh goodness all right uh so that was it we haven't heard from gabby and chris we are assuming that they are done uh doesn't seem like next week is our season finale 
So uh, no, didn't say that. So we got a couple more episodes at least. Yeah, they did say that the new uh, life after lockup was starting in February, but you know, which we run it out. I mean, if there's two more episodes, then that, that makes would sense. be about right. Barely mm-hmm. February. Yeah, yeah. We'll, right, we'll barely February. It. Yeah. All right. So out of the group, uh, who do you think was your student of the week? Uh, I guess Travis. This is more of a process of elimination than mm-hmm. anything else. Right. Um, he did try to do something right for his mom and did eventually convince Ashley to take the free housing that they're being offered. Yeah. For the right. Homeless. I don't know. He's he, he at least still seems like he's trying. Yeah. I went with Skylar um, simply yeah. because we thought that things had gone south and it was a relief to find that it hadn't. Um, but, you know, process of elimination, because let's be real here. Skylar was not on her best behavior the entire time. No, she, she, she also, still broke Nathan's phone. <laughs> yeah, she also broke a phone. So, you know, uh, but Nathan kind of deserved it. I mean, it didn't help the situation they were in now that they were both in, yeah, out bonus. of contact with everybody. But yeah, so I mean, to move on there, Nathan's my dunce. Mm-hmm. Like that's just awful behavior. Like, and he's, and not only is he being awful in like private, but he's trying to do this poor job of hiding it from us mm-hmm. and doing the not, I'm not going to tell thing. I don't, I'll skip that stuff. And he's just, I don't know. He's rapidly, rapidly looking like a, just an awful person to be near. That's funny because uh, my dunce is Ashley, so it's like we picked the couple, yes. but the different partner. <laughs> um, Ashley, just because it's like, you know, you are going to try and turn down free housing, look at your situation, you know? And it's just like, those are bad decisions that you're making on behalf of someone else as well. Just because you want more privacy, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, it was, it was, it was close. I could see it going that way. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about your life lesson? All right. I mean, I'm going to go kind of inspired by Cameron Eris. Like you will never talk sense into a drunk person. Yeah. So don't try. Like they're, they're drunk. Like we have to have this conversation another time because you're not going to talk sense into a drunk person. Right. Right. Uh, so my life lesson, uh, kind of for Travis, Travis and Jenny, um, you don't need to marry someone to reassure them in a relationship. And if that's the only thing motivating the marriage, you should rethink getting married. So it's not that I sided with Jenny in all of this, but if you listen to Travis's reason, it just sounded like you know they and i believe it knowing what we know about ashley she just needs reassurance that he's gonna be there it's like i don't know if that's really the reason motivating marriage like in a healthy way and it doesn't and especially like i don't know if this is true about travis but people who don't take marriage seriously anyway Mm, yeah like them marrying you doesn't well they'll just they'll just up and leave still and be like whatever i don't care if we're married i'll just leave Right. right Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, as far as we know, we will be back next week. And until then. All right. See everybody then. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.